The official doomsday clock is now 90 seconds to midnight, the closest it has ever been to a global catastrophe. What events are we watching for? Well, we will discuss understanding the end time on this edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. According to the Jerusalem Post, Earth is closer to a catastrophic global demise than ever before. Let that one sink in for just a moment. With the famous doomsday clock of the bulletin of the atomic scientists being at 90 seconds to midnight, thanks in large part to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. But that's not all. And this is the closest the clock has ever been to reaching the dreaded midnight hour. And this marks a 10-second change compared to the year to last year, 2022, when the doomsday clock was set at 100 seconds to midnight. The doomsday clock was first created back in 1947 as a metaphorical countdown to the end of the world as we know it. Specifically, it refers to the impending global disaster that is solely caused by human hands and is adjusted every January upon review by scientists from the Bulletin. Bulletin President and CEO Rachel Bronson actually said, we are living in a time of unprecedented danger and the doomsday clock Time reflects that reality. She also said 90 seconds to midnight is the closest the clock has ever been set to midnight and it's a decision our experts did not take lightly. They also said first there is the continued expansion uh, and testing of nuclear capabilities in China and India and of the missiles in North, Co North Korea. Secondly, the new start, the last nuclear weapons treaty between Russia and the United States and it is set to expire February of 2026. And if it isn't renewed, the bulletin argues that it could lead to a nuclear arms race. And in addition, Iran is still on its own, working on its own nuclear program and maybe inching ever closer to a nuclear bomb on its own, wanting to destroy Israel and the United States. And so they say all of this is part of what the bulletin fears is a third nuclear age. Now, I know from the prophecies of the Bible something much more accurate than the doomsday clock that we are in the end time. But when is that? What, what do we mean when we say end time? Because I know when, when some people say the end time, they think, well, hey, the world's just going to burn up and we're all going to go away and, uh, you know, everything's done. Nah, that's not what we're talking about. So many of you know on our weekly television, our daily radio program, the end time show, we explain how current events are the direct fulfillment of Bible prophecies written thousands of years ago. And this proves conclusively we are in the end time. 
originally Irvin Baxter and now Doug Norvell, Vince Stegall, and myself, we report on topics such as world government. Now these are things, you say, what, are the, what events are we looking for, Dave, to bring us up to the second coming of Jesus Christ? World government, that's supposed to be in power at that time. A world religion, precursors to the mark of the beast, a World War III that the Bible prophesies will happen. There's not one-tenth of one percent chance that that World War III is not going to happen. The Bible prophesies about it. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, it's going to happen. The reborn Holy Roman Empire, the current um, Euro European Union, the Israeli-Palestinian peace situation. I know that looks completely impossible, but before the Berlin Wall came down, which was the healing of the deadly wound in Revelation 13, that looked completely impossible too, didn't it? Well, the Israeli-Palestinian peace right now looks like it's never going to happen. But according to the prophecies of the Bible, that is specifically what is going to happen in the near future. Jesus prophesied about that in Matthew 24, and Daniel prophesied about it 2,500 years ago. Then also red heifers with the re-implementation of sacrifice, the building of the third temple, uh, Armageddon, the last war on earth, the rapture, the second coming, the kingdom of God, and so much more. How would we know about these things if it was not for the prophecies of the Bible? When they talk about the, do the official doomsday clock, they're speculating on a lot of things. But yet when we discover the prophecies of the Bible, I know we're in the end time, and I can prove that conclusively. The timing of these events, it's of utmost importance. We are just prior to the time when Jesus will return to the earth, establish His kingdom on this earth, a physical kingdom, for 1,000 years, and in the short time remaining, prophecies foretell, they do foretell some perilous times. We don't look at that or teach that as hey, let's all go into fear mode and go lock down and hide in a cave somewhere. That's not how we teach prophecy. If you understand the prophecies of the Bible and what's coming, the church in the end time should be fully mobilized for evangelism, preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God throughout the world, all the way throughout the end time. Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world and then shall the end come. So the church's mindset in the end time should be evangelism, evangelism, evangelism. Uh, Daniel prophesied that the church would not be a weak, anemic organization in the end time, but that it would be, um, be that they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. It's what the apostles did, and that's exactly what we have to do in the times just ahead. Keep your mindset on evangelism. But I have a question for you. Do you, sitting there listening to me, maybe you're driving in a vehicle or you're sitting at home or maybe you're at a desk at work, do you understand the prophecies enough to instruct your loved ones and others concerning the end time events and the very short period of time that we have left until Jesus splits the clouds wide open and sends His angels with the sound of a trump to gather His elect? How, how will your friends, family, and sphere of influence know which events to avoid or to absolutely participate in? Well, they're not going to know unless you and I 
teach them. And you know what? Hey, if not us, then who? Who else is going to do it? If not now, then when? You say, well, Dave, I'll, I, maybe someday, somehow, some way, I'll talk to my friends, family, and sphere of influence about this. Folks, what are you waiting on? No, no. The Bible says, this is the day of salvation. And I've got to preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God to every single person on the earth. I'll take it upon myself, but we've got to do it collectively as the church. I can only do my part. I can only do my best. And then God has to help us with the rest. That's our goal in the end time, to win as many souls to the kingdom of God. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back, everybody. And I got a couple announcements here really quick. This Thursday, I, January 26th at 7.30, I will be at the Pentecostals of Fort Worth. That's 10264 West Point Boulevard in Fort Worth. I'll be teaching uh, the new Understanding the End Time lesson. That's this Thursday evening at 7.30. And then next weekend, not this coming, but the next weekend, I will be up in Justin, Texas. I'll be announcing that next week, Doug, Vince, and I. And we will be at, there on Saturday evening and Sunday morning. Been going up there for years. Look forward to seeing everybody back up there. Um, and so if you can't make it this Thursday evening, a lot of people are traveling, a lot of different things, uh, we'd like to see you up in Justin on Saturday night, Sunday morning. And i got a lot of conferences coming up, going to be all over the United States this year. So. Uh, hopefully we can be in your area someplace close. You can come out and join us 
We've been having great conferences. Looking forward to that. Now, you, you might be saying, well, Dave, you know, why the sense of urgency, you know, to reach my family and, you know, all these different things. Folks, it's not just that we're in the end time. It's that we're not promised tomorrow morning. Say, I don't want to hear that kind of talk. I don't even want to talk about it, honestly. But as a God-called minister, I've dealt with a lot of situations where, you know, things have happened. I mean, this, we're still in a physical life here. And things happen. None of us are promised tomorrow morning. And so, yes, there is a sense of urgency. Now, I don't run around, you know, uh, pulling my hair out and thinking, man, I, you know, I, I'm just going out of my mind. It's not like that. But there is a sense of urgency that, man, I need to teach and preach this gospel to everybody in my sphere of influence. Why? We're not promised tomorrow morning, but also because the end time is right now. We're in it. We're not looking, well, maybe the end time will begin somewhere down the road. No, no. All of the prophecies that are supposed to occur prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, they're either already occurring or they've already taken place or we are watching precursors to every single one of them. Even to the point where I could walk you down events that are setting the stage to the Battle of Armageddon, the final war on the earth. They've already signed UN Security Council resolutions that could be enforced leading the armies of the world down to the Battle of Armageddon. You didn't realize we were that close, did you? Precursors of the Mark of the Beast, all these different things. So a lot of people have asked, well, what is the end time? When people hear the words uh, end time, it, it, many immediately associate them with the end of the world, when the time that the, the earth is going to be consumed with a fire. There will come a time when that takes place, but that's not when Jesus Christ comes back. The end time or the end of the age is actually the end of the time of human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God. When we say we're in the end time, we simply mean that we are quickly approaching the second coming of Jesus Christ and the battle of Armageddon, which is when this transition from human government to the kingdom of God takes place. We are presently living through the events. Many of them are referenced. Uh, I referenced earlier with the world government, world religion, and all these things. We're living through the events prophesied to occur during the time leading up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. I know that you've heard about this for years. I get it. I've heard about it for years as well. But in the grand scheme of things, if we have just a, a few years left, I don't know how long we have left. We're not setting dates. I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff. But if we just have a few years left, in the grand scheme of eternity, that's nothing. Folks, that's going by. I'm 54 years old, and I mean, it seems like I just got out of high school. It, my life is flying by. So if I've got, you know, a few years left, it, it's going to go by very, very quickly. I want you to consider that every 2,000 years, a major event in the plan of God takes place. For the human race, approximately 4,000 B.C., Adam and Eve were created. Then uh, come forward 2,000 years, you have um, Abraham was born, and he became the father of the physical people of God on the earth, which were the Jews, and the father of the spiritual people on the earth, the church. That was um, 2,000 B.C. Then jump forward 2,000 years, and Jesus Christ is born. 
Well, now we're about 2,000 years from Jesus Christ approximately. And the historic time that we are living in right now promises to be the most important since the beginning of the human race. We are now on the verge of the second coming of Jesus Christ who will establish His 1,000 year reign of peace. Now, I've had people tell me, I've heard about that my whole life, not really concerned about it. If you can believe that the first coming of Jesus Christ happens, go to your history books, go through the, the encyclopedias, whatever, they all will tell you that Jesus Christ was in fact here, He did live, He was real, and most people can kind of wrap their mind around the fact that Jesus died, was buried, and He rose again. But when it comes to this a prophesied event where He's going to come back, in Acts chapter 1, He ascended into heaven in front of, in front of His apostles off the Mount of Olives, right? But the angels come back and said, Why do you stand here gazing? This same Jesus is going to come back in like manner that you've seen Him go. He's coming back. It's a prophecy of His second coming. So many people can wrap their mind around the first coming, this physical human being that came, God manifest in the flesh. But it's harder for people to wrap their mind around the second coming of Jesus Christ, where this uh, spiritual being is going to come back and split the clouds wide open and send angels to gather the elect. It's, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around that, right? Unless you understand the prophecies of the Bible and everything that's happened up to this point. The Bible clearly tells us that after the end of human government, at the last trump is when all this occurs, there's going to be another 1,000 years of human existence. This is when Jesus Christ returns to establish His kingdom and begins to reign for 1,000 years on the earth. There will be no more war during this time of, of Christ's 1,000 year reign. And mankind, think about this. Mankind has been allowed to rule himself for a period of time, about 6,000 years, in order to learn what? We simply can't rule ourselves. We humans mess things up. However, Jesus Christ is coming back and He will then establish His kingdom on the earth and His kingdom will never pass away and never be destroyed. Now, if you can believe anything in this life that you, I mean anything, that is more real. Everything you see, everything you've ever seen with your physical eyes, that's temporary. It's all going away someday. Physical things, gone. What is very real is the spirit world. A lot of people don't talk about that much. But we're going to live into eternity as spirit beings. That's why you need to prepare your spirit to meet the Lord. This physical man the physical body, that's going back to the dirt someday. But I am a physical human being, but I also have a spirit. Everybody listening to me is body and spirit. And what's really talking to you right now is my spirit. And when the Lord comes back, I will be changed from a mortal to immortal. And I will spend eternity with the Lord. I'll have the same kind of body that the Lord had when He raised from the dead. 
But I know that it's kind of hard for some of us to wrap our minds around that because I, that's never happened to me, has it? I'm still here. I can still pinch myself and say, ow, because I'm still in this fleshly shell that it, my, is um, holding my spirit. But there's going to come a day when this, whether I go by the way of the grave someday or I go in the rapture, this old mortal is going to put on immortality and I'm going to go to be with the Lord. And I'm hoping and praying that you do too as well. That's the, that's the goal here of all of this. So it's at this transition when the Lord comes back, humans, the dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive, alive and remain, we caught up to meet them in the air, go to be with the Lord, so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is what we call, we're, we're living in the events immediately preceding that event. This is the end time or the end of the age. The apostles asked Jesus in Matthew 24, what's the sign of your coming and of the end of this age? It's not the end of the world. It's not when the world's going to be consumed with a fire. That's way in the future. This is talking about the end of the age, His second coming. Look at Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse. Jesus gives events that will occur around the time of His second coming. That's what He's talking about. The end of this age. So, the prophecies are reserved for the people of the time of the end. I want to make sure you get this because so many people are confused about these things. And they say, oh, there, there, there's no point in studying the Bible prophecy. We can't understand it. The apostles didn't understand it. Daniel didn't understand what he wrote. What's the point? Right? A lot of people have said that. Why study all this stuff, Dave? You guys, Urban Baxter, I mean, you guys have been studying this stuff for years. Why? What's the point? We've heard about this since the beginning of time, right? This is very important. Because Jesus did say, I totally agree, I know it's in the Bible. Jesus said, no man knoweth the day or the hour. Only my Father in heaven. Jesus said that. And I totally agree. It's in the Bible. i got to agree with it. But they couldn't know. The apostles back then, they could not know about the time of His second coming. Why? They did not understand the end-time Bible prophecies. These prophecies were not given to them. They're given to us. The prophet Daniel was given some of the greatest prophecies of the entire Bible, and most of his prophecies are in the process of being fulfilled right now. They couldn't, they, it was impossible for them to understand the prophecies. However, Daniel didn't understand his own prophecies, but in the last chapter of Daniel, verse 8, we find Daniel praying to understand what he had written. He wrote all kinds of different things. He was asking the Lord questions. What does all this mean? And guess what the Lord told Daniel? The big answer, two letters, no. <laughs> the, the Bible says, he explained to Daniel why in Daniel 12, 9. The Bible says, the Lord said, nope, Daniel, go thy way. For these words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. This is very critical because a lot of people are very confused about all this. A lot of people think, well, Daniel understood it, and the apostles, they had to have understood. They didn't understand, so there's no way we can. That's not true. God told Daniel, close up and seal this because these visions and prophecies and stuff in here, that's for the people of the time of the end to know and to decipher. So now, guess where we're at? 
We're living during the prophecies that Daniel wrote about. At just prior to the time when the Ancient of Days would come back. Remember in Daniel 7. So you wonder why there's such a sense of urgency on men of God that teach the prophecies of the Bible and hopefully teach it correctly. Is that we understand that these things happen are going to occur just prior to the second coming. Think about this. Almighty God in 550 BC, so we're looking at, um, at well over 2,500 years ago, when the book of Daniel was written, he made a, God made a sovereign decision that he would hide the understanding of Bible prophecy until a particular time, the people of the time of the end. These words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end, Daniel. You're not going to understand. You're going to go sleep with your brethren. These are for a certain people in the future. God chose to reserve the understanding of the prophecy of the book of Daniel until a special time, and that's the end time. You and I live in that time right now. I can walk you through the prophecies of Daniel, one right after another. It's very easy to see. Folks, we're there. We are there. Almighty God is now revealing these prophecies to us. The nations are in place. The uh, precursors to the Great Tribulation and all these different things. We're watching all of it. This peace agreement Daniel talked about in Daniel 9. You know, and it's not because we're more spiritual than they were. It's not because we're more intelligent than them. There were very intelligent people in the Bible. But it's because it's time. God decided to put end-time prophecy in the hands of the end-time church. Why? Undoubtedly, for the purpose of generating one last great end-time revival. The apocalyptic events that are going to happen in the near future, those are not designed by Satan. Think about that. The apocalyptic events that occur in the, in the future, those are designed by God to help facilitate and set the stage for the last great end-time revival. Something has to shake this world to get people's attention on God. And there's some things coming. And say, you, do you say, well, God designed war and things like that. Not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's some end-time things, this end-time scenario. It's playing out and it's setting the stage for the last great end-time revival. God's already seen all this stuff played out. And he prophesied in his word that there would be a last great end time revival. So why the sense of urgency? Because those, all of us that understand, there's many of you that understand these prophecies as well. You know we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So yes, there is a sense of urgency. I need to win people to God. I've got to expand his kingdom. When I expand God's kingdom, I decrease Satan's kingdom. Very important. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ part two, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. 
When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. Part of the team, thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. When we think about the goal of Bible prophecy, in John 14, 29, Jesus said, And now I have told you these things before they come to pass, that when they come to pass, you might do what? You might become disheartened and lose your faith? No. I tell you these things before they come to pass, that when they come to pass, you might believe. In this particular case, he was referring to his resurrection from the dead. But that's the power of prophecy. When God foretells things, in intricate detail, far in advance, we are amazed at how accurate the Bible is, how supernatural the Word of God is, and, and how all-knowing God is. He knows the end from the beginning. He's eternal. And so I'm putting my hope and faith and trust in Him, not in the government or, or a world government or uh, something like that. No, no. Nobody else is eternal. God's eternal. Revelation 19 actually states, for the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. God has always used prophecy and its fulfillment to create faith in the hearts of those that will believe. We are now entering the time of the most rapid fulfillment of Bible prophecy in the history of the entire world. You know, really nobody should enter the time just ahead without a thorough working knowledge of the prophecies of the Bible. Living through the end time without this understanding would be like walking through a minefield blindfolded. You, just, you never know where you're going to step or, or what's coming around the corner. Prophetic fulfillments are already happening every single day. When we go through the news, pretty much in every major news source, I can pick out one or two or three articles, sometimes more, of something that has to do with Bible prophecy. The Apostle Paul said that there would be perilous times in the last days. I do understand that. Other prophecies foretell chaos and incredible danger in our future. But the Bible says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Do you remember that Satan could not have gotten to Job until God pulled the hedge of protection down? God said, Satan, have you considered my servant Job? This is Job chapter 1. Have you considered my servant Job? Satan said, well, yeah, of course I have, but you've got a hedge of protection around him. 
He said, take that down and it'll curse you to your face. And the Lord said, you know what? I will. And he did. And Job stood the test of time, didn't he? And so God, did, God give us all these prophecies to help us understand. God didn't want His church to walk through these times totally unaware. That's why 30%, about 30% of the Bible is prophecy. He wanted us to understand. The Bible says in, in uh, the Old Testament, the sons of Issachar had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Well, guess who the modern day sons of Issachar are? The people that understand the prophecies of the Bible have understanding of the times to know what the world ought to do. The end time team has now updated the original Understanding the End Time DVD series to not only help you, but your family, friends, and entire sphere of influence as we navigate the treacherous times just ahead. We had the original DVD series that we put out, Understanding the End Time, that was back in 2009, 2010, the original ones when we went on television. Now we've completely updated that. We're just getting the files back from the production company as soon as we have everything completed. They're not complete yet. They have been shot and the production company's going through them. But when we have everything put together and the new DVDs are produced, we will start selling these. And you can look for this new series to be available soon. And so don't, don't order today because they're not ready. But in just a very short period of time, keep track. Go to endtime.com. Make sure you're watching and we'll be announcing it on the radio and on television because these will be available soon. Updated, brand new, new proofs. It's very cool. I think you'll really love it. Something you can look for in the near future. Now, a lot of people have said, well, you know, the, that's the question. Can the end time prophecies be understood? Many have claimed the prophecies of the end time cannot be understood. However, the prophet Daniel, Jesus, the Apostle Paul, and John, did they write all of their writings? Was that for naught? Did they just do that for filler in the Bible? Think about it. Everything Jesus wrote in Matthew 24 concerning His second coming, was that in there just because he needed something to fill that chapter with? Of course not. The prophecies are in there for us to understand. I'm going to start back with Daniel. And if you think about it, Daniel prophesied that during the time of the Antichrist, remember, Daniel, the Antichrist wasn't even, uh, you know, the, the guy who's coming in the near future. Daniel prophesied about him, but he didn't understand all this stuff. So, but Daniel prophesied during the time of this individual that was coming, which will live and be in our lifetimes, Daniel said, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he, the Antichrist, we're in uh, Daniel chapter 11 here, shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong into exploits. And Daniel said, And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. That's Daniel 11, 32 and 33. So Daniel specifically said, I, I'm not going to understand these, but those, uh, during the time of the Antichrist, they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Don't you want to be one of the ones in the end time that understand these things? Man, that, what a travesty that will be to go through the end times and not understand Bible prophecy. 
Daniel also said, um, when he was asking the Lord, the Bible says uh, that the Lord said back, and uh, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And get this, none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. You say, well, only smart people are going to understand. That's not what it means. It's talking about people that were seeking and yearning to know the understanding of these things and, and uh, just put their nose in the Bible and studied and were asking questions and listening to radio and television programs of people that God had helped to understand these things and watching DVDs and reading magazines and just consuming this information. The Bible says the wise, the, the seekers, they are going to understand. That's Daniel 12, 9 through 10. Then, of course, Jesus. Jesus said, now we're in Matthew 24, Jesus said, When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, when you, are, when you see the Antichrist stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple, proclaiming to be God, Jesus said, when you see that event happen, spoken of all the way back in the book of Daniel, stand, when He stands in that holy place, Jesus said, Whoso readeth, let him understand. So that's Matthew, uh, what, 24, 15. So Jesus and Daniel both prophesied that people would understand the prophecies in the end time. And they would do, what would they do with that? They would say, ha ha, I can uh, win a debate and I know everything about Bible prophecy. No, 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 come on. That's not what a God called man or woman is going to do. They're going to use that information to go out and win souls with it and to build the kingdom of God. I made a statement earlier, I wrote it down. When we expand God's kingdom, we decrease Satan's kingdom. Well, I'm all into that. I'm going to increase God's kingdom until I take my last breath or I hear that trumpet sound and my feet leave the ground. I'm going to build God's kingdom. God came and died for me in a fleshly form. And there's no way I'm going to let him down to the best of my ability if God will give me mercy and grace and help me. I'm going to make it, and you are too. So, uh, that brings us to who else? The uh, Apostle Paul. I'm going to go to 1 Thessalonians 5. Listen to what he says, because there are many times when a Bible teacher will jump 2,000 years. will jump way ahead. And if you don't understand those transitions, you're going to be stuck. But I want you, it happens right here in 1 Thessalonians 5. Listen to this. The Apostle Paul said, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves, the ones he's speaking to 2,000 years ago, for yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman, and they shall not escape. Okay? He was talking to them. But then he jumps forward 2,000 years and he starts talking to us. But he says, But ye, brethren, us, we understand the prophecy of the Bible, you are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Listen at this very closely. He was telling people that didn't understand back 2,000 years ago, you guys know, I'm not going to talk to you about the end time because you know the Lord's going to come as a thief in the night. To them, he was. They didn't understand. But he said, but there would be people in the future 
that would not be in darkness that that day should overtake them as a thief. Now listen very closely. A lot of people have said, well, Jesus said no man knoweth the day or the hour. So just, let's just discount all this 30% of the Bible. No, no. That's not what we're talking about. Or I should say discount the part that deals with the second coming. Because some of those prophecies are geared towards the first coming. But I want you to understand the Apostle Paul said that there would be people that that day would not take them as a thief in the night. For those that are not paying attention, for those that don't understand the Bible prophecy, yeah, they're just going to be going along and the clouds are going to split wide open and here he comes. But for those that are watching, the Bible says this is going to happen, then this. These are going to be in place at the time of his second coming. There's going to be a final seven year period that starts with an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. Then the temple is going to be rebuilt. Then the abomination of desolation is going to occur. Then a world uh, leader is going to come on the scene. He's going to usurp authority over a fully functioning world governing body. We're going to move off into the Great Tribulation. He's going to dole out the mark of the beast and a global economic uh, sanctioning system. And that's going to take us all the way to my second coming. Now, that's in the Bible. And we'll know just about the time that it's going to happen. You say, oh, Dave's going to set a date. I'm not setting a date, but I'm following the events in the Bible. What do we do? Throw that part of the Bible in the trash? No. You can understand this stuff. It's very, very important. Years ago, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, started teaching off the old flip chart. You, know, you may remember the flip chart that we had originally, understanding the end time. Then we went to, it was out on cassettes. Then we went to VHS. and VHS tapes, yeah, you remember the VHS tapes. A lot of people don't remember them. VHS tapes. Then we went, it was out on CDs. Then we went to DVDs. Then we went on television. We were on the radio. And it just has been going crazy ever since. And we just updated all of that. Just, I, I finished shooting last August. A production company's had it this whole time. We've started to get files. We're about ready to start uh, printing DVDs. And then we'll have it for sale. I don't know when that's going to be. You'll have to keep checking. And believe me, we'll be on the radio and television announcing it. But it's coming here before very long. But these will help you be, the Apostle Paul said, ye are all children of the light. Those that understand, you're children of the light. And you're children of the day. We're not of the night, that, that, nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, they'll sleep in the night. Those that are drunken, they're not paying any bit of attention. They're drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and of love and a helmet and a hope, the hope of salvation. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 down through about 8. So can we understand the prophecies? Absolutely. Jesus, Daniel, and Paul all said, you will understand in the end time. And folks, that's where we're at right now. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. 
If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. You know, Daniel, Jesus, the Apostle Paul, how can you argue with that when they say you will understand? But also, John, the Revelator. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18, concerning the mark of the beast, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Okay? The Bible's telling us, hey, listen, here's some wisdom here. Let him that hath understanding count the name of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and 6. So John specifically told us that there would be people of understanding that understood these things and could say, hey, don't do this. We, we've calculated the number of the beast. This is the guy. Don't participate in this. So do you thank God for the prophecy of the Bible? I know I do. I don't want to go through the times just ahead wondering, okay, man, what, what's going to happen next? I mean, what's going to hit me in the face when I walk around this corner? Nope, I don't have to worry about that. The Bible says, gives us a timeline of events that we're going to follow. And it lets me know we're just prior to that second coming occurring. Almighty God wanted those living in the end time to understand and to instruct those who do not understand. That's our job. The goal of all of this is not for me to win a debate or to um, prove that I'm smarter than somebody else or, you know, that's not the goal of all of this. The goal of all of this is for everybody to understand and then to instruct others, especially the gospel of the kingdom of God. When we talk about the kingdom of God, the transition from human government into the coming kingdom of God, the second coming. Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. What is the gospel of the kingdom of God? Jesus Christ preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. Then he sent the apostles to teach the gospel of the kingdom of God. You remember, what did they teach when they taught the gospel of the kingdom of God? It's simply that, and look at all the, pro, the parables of Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, they're synonymous terms. It's the same thing. Jesus was saying, the God of heaven is coming back before very long to establish His kingdom here on the earth. Let me show you how to be a part of that kingdom. Plain and simple. It's very easy. Not everybody, I'm going to say that again, not everybody will be part of the kingdom of God. The Bible in the end time talks about a complete separation. The wheat and the tares. The harvest of the earth, the harvest of the vine of the earth the sheep and the goats, the saints and the sinners. You've got to be on the right side. You've got to have prepared your spiritual man to meet the Lord. This is of utmost importance. If Jesus, a lot of people say, well, I only go by the words of Jesus. Oh, okay, Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man's born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. That's John 3, um, 3 through 5. So, I've got to be born again. 
I've got to prepare my spiritual man for this soon coming event when God's going to split those clouds wide open, send an angel, send, uh, with the tr sound of a trumpet to send his angels to gather his elect. I've got to be ready for that event. I don't care what else I do in my life, I've got to be ready for that event. Not everybody will be ready for that event. The Bible says everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, this is Revelation 13, everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life will worship the Antichrist, the beast, and it also says they will worship the dragon. The dragon is Satan. The Bible says that most people on the earth will worship that individual, that being in the end time. I know that sounds crazy. My, my, I can't even, I don't want to be able to even, for my mind to comprehend that. But the Bible says that's going to happen. There's going to be a complete separation. The Bible says, get this, that after World War III, one, a third of the world's population destroyed. The Bible says, men repented not of their sin. I've read that before and I thought, how is that even possible? But some people, it's just in there. They're just bound and determined that they're going to go to hell. That no matter what you do, no matter what you say, they're going. They're bound and determined. I don't want anything to do with God. I don't want Him running my life. I don't want to deal, I don't want to line my life up to the Bible. They're not going to make it. The Bible says they won't. I can sit here and mince words and we can tiptoe through the tulips, but the, the, I'm talking about the, 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 the Word of God here. We can walk through all this. We've got to make up in our mind, I'm going to make it. And we're just prior to these things happening. I've got to make it, folks. The apostles taught the gospel of the kingdom of God. So, I'm here telling you as a God-called minister, I'm teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The God of heaven's coming back before very long. Let me show you how to be a part of the kingdom. So that brings us to the Understand the End Time DVDs that we just, we have been working on for months now. And it's just about finished. And it, it'll be coming up on the website before very long. We'll be announcing it on television and the radio and in the magazine. And then you can purchase your own copy to help you because it's all updated. We tried to do it so it wouldn't be dated in the future. And so uh, I hope you enjoy that and should be out here just before very long. I'm not going to give a date because I don't know. We've had some setbacks, uh, some personnel uh, issues with our, the production company. And they had to make some changes. But now we're on the right track and it's really coming in fast. So hopefully we can have those available here before very long. But, you know, with so many different views of Bible prophecy, I decided that this was the time, this was the year to get back to the basics. To, to make sure there were no cracks in the foundation of end time ministries that was created by God as He gave the interpretations to my father-in-law, Urban Baxter. They built this huge concrete foundation that goes very, 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 very deep. And I wanted to make sure that we never moved off of that foundation. So what we did this year in my prophecy conferences and different things, I'm teaching a lesson, understanding the end time, going back, giving new proofs and different things that are happening right now to make sure that foundation never, ever, ever moves. Because there's so many people getting on the prophecy bandwagon. And that's not necessarily bad as long as you're teaching the truth. But if you get it a little off, then 
Wow. Yeah. I've heard some stuff that's just pure fear. 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 Scare everybody to death. Fear. I, I don't believe Bible prophecy is given to us for the fear factor. The Bible says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Prophecy should build your faith in the Word of God to help give you a sound mind, not to be fearful. So, it's very important we understand the goals of Bible prophecy and what we're supposed to be doing here. It's not for me to get up and scare you to the point where you're going to have a heart attack and, I, you know, and all this. That's not the goal of Bible prophecy. What, what, what did Jesus tell us the goal of Bible prophecy was? I tell you these things before they come to pass, that when they come to pass, you might believe. That you might build your faith in the Word of God that is our roadmap on how to get us to heaven. Now, yes, it does give us timelines and things to follow, but the, the biggest goal of all of it is to help, uh, help build our faith in this Word of God, which they're trying to push out of society big time. They, they don't want you to say the name of Jesus when you pray. They don't want you to say, uh, say the name of Jesus. I heard about somebody at the Mall of America here um, just, a, I don't know, a couple weeks ago where the guy had Jesus saves on the front of his shirt and they wanted him to leave the mall. They eventually let him stay, but Jesus saves everybody. It's, it's craziness what's happening. Jesus does save. Everybody should have one of those shirts on. And it's very important that we understand. So it, throughout you know, the different lessons I'm teaching at our conferences this year, I'm going to provide a brief overview of some of the major end-time prophecies, these events, so that you can grasp the importance of, the first, of first understanding the prophecies yourself and to then instruct others. Who would want their family to go through the end times without knowing these things? Some of the lessons that I'm covering in the, in the conferences and that we will have, the DVDs will cover all of these. But the United States, other modern nations in the Bible. Think about this. The, 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 the modern nations in the Bible, there's no way you would know how, number one, to interpret Revelation chapter 13 without understanding Daniel 7 in the modern nations in the Bible. It is impossible. To say the United States is not mentioned in the Bible and Russia and Great Britain and Germany and all these other nations, oh, they're not mentioned in the Bible, and then try to figure out Revelation 13, it is impossible. But once you understand Daniel 7, the modern nations, then when you go to Revelation 13 and Revelation 12, 14, it's, it's easy. Also, think about this, how it helps. A lot of people have said, well, there's a World War III scenario coming in Russia and Ukraine and Europe. They're going to destroy each other in a nuclear uh, war and they're just going to annihilate each other and nobody's going to be left. There are people talking about that. I know from the prophecy of the Bible, that's not going to happen. Because when you look at the prophecies of the Bible, it lets us know that Russia will be intact. Now, yeah, Russia will lose some people. There's no doubt. They're losing people now. But they will be in power enough to lead the charge of the world governing armies that come down to Israel to battle at the Battle of Armageddon. So Israel is, or, uh, Russia is not going to be destroyed in a nuclear war in this Russia-Ukraine situation. It's not going to happen because I know the prophecies of the Bible. Europe, a lot of people have said, well, Russia, and they're all going to get in together in NATO, and they're all going to, there's going to be a nuclear firepower, and they're all going to blow each other up. That's not going to happen. Ru Europe is going to be the power base of the Antichrist in the future. The, the nations 
that are involved in the world governing body, the body of the leopard, Germany, the mouth of the, the, mouth of the lion, Great Britain, the um, feet of the bear, Russia, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom, Europe, the, uh, symbolizing the European Union, they're all intact and in power at the time when the second coming of Jesus Christ occurs. They're not going to destroy each other in a nuclear holocaust. There is a nuclear holocaust coming, but it's not going to be Russia and Ukraine. I know that from the prophecies of the Bible. But without the knowledge of the prophecy of the Bible, you're stuck, right? The second one is all of these nations from Daniel 7 federalized into a world governing body. Once you understand Revelation 13, you got a grasp of it. But you also know that the United States and Israel will be in complete alliance with each other throughout the end time and the United States will stand against the world government alongside Israel all the way through the end time. How do you know that, Dave? The prophecies of the Bible. Revelation 12, 14. The woman with 12 stars around her head, which is Israel in Revelation 12, the Bible says she's carried away on the wings of a great eagle, where she is nourished in her place for time, times, and half a time. That's, that's the United States. Daniel, or John, 2,000 years ago, prophesied the Israeli-United States alliance throughout the end time you say, well, how in the world did John know? Did he just eat some kind of crazy pizza before he went to bed that night? No. Almighty God gave him these visions because God knows the end from the beginning. He's already seen all this stuff play out. And there are many other uh, prophecies that we'll cover. Um, Islam in the Bible, socialism, uh, the mark of the beast, many different things. The Antichrist, the false prophet, the kingdom of God, the second coming. Many things in this DVD series, the new one we put together. It'll be coming out before very long. Look for it. Go to endtime.com and we'll be advertising it in our magazine, in the, on the television, on the radio, letting you know when those things are available. I know a lot of ministers, pastors, people want them for their Bible studies, for their own personal uh, study. There's new proofs. There's all kinds of new things coming up. So looking forward to getting you those DVDs in just the very near future. God bless.